Welcome to episode 84 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, The Spoiler Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and join me on the Midnight Meat Train. Our Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Toot, toot. Yes, every fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for you and your dog. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. Together we are two people with a love of horror, and we feel the burn of our blockbuster, obsolete blockbuster memberships. Mm-hmm. And we're back not doing remote. Yay! We're back in the studio. Yeah! The fucking horror studio. I love it. I love it. This studio. <laughs> um, we have a rating system. So, you know, you're not left with your severed dick in your hand. It's true. Flopping it around the room, getting blood on and coming on everyone. Winging it around. you know, you keep cum in your shaft of your dick, not I, in your balls these days. I don't know how dicks work. Or maybe... At all. Maybe as the dick was getting cut off, you're ejaculating. Oh, that's it, dark. It happens, I love that. Happens all the time. It, it happens all the time. More times than you think. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. It did. Yeah. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine's dog's roommate's former child babysitter child's lover child's babysitter (laughs) okay all right well for everybody playing at home our rating system is a little something like this we've got a awesome everybody should watch b is our beer and chicken wing group movie f is fun and dumb c is a classic that's worth a watch u is underrated o an overrated motherfucker g is good for its time it is not held up we've got the j gen special a d-grade movie only i would love uh we've got the d dan special a movie with lots of practical effects and dismemberment and dicks. Come drinking dicks. <laughs> that's right flinging dicks uh we've got w whatever Pfft. we've got the kesha low budget hot mess c minus craft is stellar but i hate the content and of course our favorite the mcconaughey the fucking fucked we watched it you don't have to it's such a dismal such a McConaughey. Such a McConaughey. It's funny how everyone wants McConaughey's in this show. Like yeah. our, our our fans and shit. It's because they love like, it oh, when I'm you get all like flustered. flustered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, today uh, we had, uh, this this week around we watched on my choice. We watched Scanners from 1981, mm-hmm. and it's fucking wicked. It is wicked. It is di- written and directed by the Lord and Saviour David Cronenberg. Um, it stars Michael Ironside. 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 Michael Ironside. Who the fuck has the last name of Ironside? Michael Ironside. 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 Remember him in Starship Troopers? Yes. <laughs> wicked. And then he was in Turbo Kid. He was in every. He's he- in everything, and uh, as soon as he comes on any... Movies in, I just look at him and go, Michael Ironside. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, it also stars Jennifer O'Neill, Stephen Lack. Now, I had a little dig around to find some budgetary information. So, as far as I can make out, budget was three point five million US, and the box office return was fourteen point two million. That's mass. So that's, I'm gonna say that's a successful film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it's a Cronenberg, but don't get us wrong. Cronenberg makes the best films, but he also makes the worst films, and they're the same film. Like, yes, they, they, that is the best way to describe a David Cronenberg. Yeah, like I that, think I that, really yeah. It got stellar craft, but then there'll just be one bit you're like, what? Yeah. Why you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, so, ten seconds, the pain begins. Fifteen seconds, you can't breathe. Twenty seconds, you explode. <laughs> <laughs> After it's not a man, really what it's about, eh? It's not. 
No, they based it around that one thing. Uh, so after a man with extraordinary and frighteningly destructive telepathic abilities is nabbed by agents from a mysterious rogue corporation, he discovers he is far from the only possessor of such strange powers and that some of the other scanners have their minds set on world domination while others are trying to stop them. Dun dun. It's pretty much the story of Akira. <laughs> it kind of is, isn't it? Okay, so this film... It starts, it opens with brutal green caps letters, like very serious strings orchestra. Did you get a shining vibe from this? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The soundtrack? <laughs> if that's, that was a false Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very serious. Like, yeah. It's just like, you know, it just comes on and you've got, yeah, these big green caps of titles like... Yeah. <laughs> Shit's real. That's what's happening here. I don't, I like a big bang hit in like yeah. of a starting. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this gonna be good. And we're open to a dishevelled guy in a trench coat and a beanie, and he's walking through a food court of a very eighties mall. Oh, it's so eighties. This, this movie is eighties, and it's I love it. And yeah. it's just like, and it's like all the decisions that the characters make are nineteen eighties mind. <laughs> Like, there's no, like, oh, why not, got, you know, there's no mobiles. There's no. no there's no actual sense of how business corporation structure works in this movie. It's how, you, it's how a guy who does horror thinks a corporation works. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes, exactly. And, yeah, um, he, um, you know, he's walking around the food court. He's, like, he's you know. He's picking at plates. Yeah, you picking know, up old bits of food, eating them. Sits down. He kind of finishes off a hot dog, <laughs> lights a cigarette, and then he. That's how he just lights a cigarette in a food court? Which it's I, the 80s. I know. I can never get used to that shit, eh? It's the 80s. You go to Japan and they still do it. Oh, really? Yeah. you can. Or in restaurants, you're sitting there next to someone having a cigarette. Oh. Weird. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And what? that's as an ex-smoker. I don't know. Anyway, he's being judged by some Karens. Classic oh, Karens. Karens. Yeah, classic Karens. Classic Karens. They're just like, oh, look at that disheveled guy. I don't know why he's sitting there doing that. Why didn't he just get a bar- job that burn? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, he locks eyes with one of the Karens um, and they just kind of start staring each other down a little bit. But his staring becomes more intensified. And then we get a high-pitched noise coming. Like, a mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like When you're watching that through headphones, it kind of burls into your brain. There's lots of um, amazing shots in this film of, of just people thinking yep. and using their mind of how an actor would think you have to use your mind, Which is like so what your funny face would look like. Yeah. Because that's not how we think. No, you just like, be like... I, I get accused of being angry a lot more than I actually am because when I'm thinking or when I'm doing stuff, I have, a, I have a concentration face, which means I'm constantly frowning. I have frown lines. <laughs> I like... That's just me. But no, I'm just thinking. All right. Anyhow, he starts to, like, yeah, and we get the impression that he's like, you know, he's he's got some telepathic mm-hmm, abilities and mm-hmm. he's like. Eh. She starts to have a seizure um, and, frothing. you know, frothing at the mouth. She's on the ground. Her friend is poorly dubbed being like, please, please help my friend. Somebody help my friend. And people start rushing over. And yeah, there's also two other guys that are watching this occurrence mm-hmm. and they're they also are wearing trench coats because there's a sale on trench coats in the <laughs> props department. Yes. And they like they decide they're gonna start chasing food court hobo guy. Yeah, so they kind of they're like, that guy did that with his mind. Let's get him. Yeah. That, straight away you're like, what why would you even why would these two men in trench coats think that, that dude did that? Yeah. Like I there was don't... nothing. No one can hear any noise. 
he just would have been looking at it and then she has a, a seizure. Anyhow, they chase him through the mall. It's like a Benny Hill skit. Yeah, it really is. He's going like this, up and down elevator. He escalator. does this really cool like parkour bit where he jumps from one escalator to another and is like hanging on and but being yeah, raised. Yeah, but it's like a, it's like, like it's like a beanbag doing parkour. It just yeah. kind of flops onto the, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, but yeah. Anyhow, they shoot him with a tranquilizer dart in his hand, which yep. I was like, oh, that would hurt. There's a lot of needles and hands in this movie for yeah. no reason. All hands. I don't um, know why. You know, they chase him through the mall. He's still, like, tranked. He chases him through the mall. And eventually, he passes out on the escalator. I like that because he just comes up the escalator and hits thunk. the top. <laughs> thunk, thunk, thunk. They just sort of pick him up. And drag him out. So he wakes up strapped to a hospital bed. But also, before that, the music in that scene was crazy. Did you get, like, that intense, like, crazy soundscape? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm trying to say like uh, experimental kind of industrial synth. Yeah, yeah, it's it, very like. I'm gonna try and put it over us right now. Chaotic, like his mind is. Yeah, yeah, and it's, but it, I was like, oh, oh, this is like classic Cronenberg music. Is yes. He, is it, maybe he's like a, a carpenter where he just sits there and makes some music himself. Oh, he'll never be a carpenter it's, in that manner. It's, it's true. Never. Anyhow, yeah. So yeah. Anyhow. So, yeah, he wakes up strapped to a hospital bed in an extraordinarily large room surrounded by empty chairs. Um, it's like, a, like a, a, an attic yeah. of, of like a factory, like, you know, yeah. like a shutdown. It like, doesn't look very professional. It really doesn't, no. Um, you know, and he's a, dressed in white duds. Yeah, of course. Well, he's in a hospital yeah. of some kind. Uh, a doctor comes through. He kind of looks like Kelsey Grammer a little bit in yeah, season yeah. one of Frasier. Um, and he comes through and tells him that he's a bum. He's like, you are a bum, but you're a bum because you're a scanner. And he, he has a really strange way of speaking. It's very slow and like, you are a scanner. Yeah. I am an actor. <laughs> it's like a theater actor. Acting. It's like Count Dooku. <laughs> Like, all of the acting in this film is phenomenal. It's all theatre acting. Yes, it really is. Um, but he's sort of explaining that it could be a great source of power. And we've all got introduced to the character's name. The bum is now named Cam- Cameron Vale. Yes. Cam. Cam. Cameron. Cameron. Um, so people start filing in the room, filling the seats, um, and there is a lot of chatter starting to fill this room. Yeah, it's just randos to start coming in. Yeah. And there's like seats all set up like a... Like a bloody like a town theater. meeting. Yeah. Uh, he hates it. He starts kind but wait, of... But no one's moving their lips, though. You no. You can hear. He, like... It's all he can hear. And he starts, like, writhing around in the bed. It's causing him a lot of pain. You know, the voices all start to blur, and it becomes, like, this this gargled mass of noise, which <laughs> if anyone's ever had anxiety attack, that... Oh, is that what is it's what, like? That is can be what it's like, yes. And there, I wrote in my notes, I think they're all, like... Scanners blocking his powers, I mm. thought, at this stage. Like, are they there just to, like, stop him from going crazy? Like, they're the safety net? Yeah, that's cool. Doesn't matter, though, because they never actually explain why they're there. No, no. Because the doctor, <laughs> he comes back There's a out. lot of mystery. <laughs> there is a lot of mystery and like, intrigue. What, what, what happened there, Cronenberg? Mystery. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Um, so the doctor comes back over and he gives Cameron a little shot to help him relax and no, no, shut no. the voices out. Every injection in this film is like a horse tranquilizer fucking injection. Through the hand. Through into the hand. Through the hand for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. And the voices, you know, like after he gives him the, the, the shot, it, the voices stop and he goes, now, we can talk now. We can talk now. <laughs> we can talk now. Oh. Oh, Shatner. Shatner. And yeah, we cut 
to a different shot of a different building. Who knows where this building is? Doesn't matter. No. There is a gentleman, uh, glasses, big big 80s glasses. I need to get me a pair of them. Um, he's sitting there and he is discussing scanners. You know, um, if you are being scanned by someone, I, I'm going to scan yeah, so the audience. He's like at a TED Talk he's yeah, doing to people. It's like yeah. an early TED Talk. And he is he's, going he's to scan about scanners. someone in the room. However... Be aware that if you are scanned, it causes no nosebleeds, earaches, stomach cramps. Um, it, it can cause it's painful to be scanned. Um, and then he calls for volunteers. Yeah, I was like, you, you guys, it's, it's you know, it's very painful. You could bleed. You can do this. So, uh, can I have a volunteer? Yeah, you're going to bleed from your rectum, <laughs> and your eyes will pop out. Any volunteers? And of course, no one puts their hand up because why would you? No. Like, and then, but except for Michael Ironside, oh, volunteer. He's in the audience. Whose name is Daryl Revick. Nope. I've just <laughs> called him Ironside the whole way through. Yeah, his name's Ironside. Yeah, in capitals. So, so a very young Ironside as well. He's, yeah. he's just like in the audience, uh, 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 I'll have a go. Yeah, so I'll do it. Ironside, okay. they have a little table set up, like a card table. Mm-hmm. Um, they sit, you know, next to each other facing the audience. And uh, the man... He's like, Rain. now think of something specific. Have a think. Yeah, it, just or, think. Yeah, what, he was like, think of something specific that only you would know. And yep. I assume that in this, like, that was he was going to say, "Were well, you thinking of this? I read your mind as an example." Anyhow, doesn't work out like that because I like they start linking. We hear the high pitched noise, and then they start making the faces. Uh-huh. They're all taking shits. At yeah, it's like, I'm not sure if he's taking a shit or having an orgasm from taking a shit. So just imagine, every, they both look at their eyes closed and they're like, ah, <laughs> Well, those faces, those sound effects, what yeah. they'd make. And um, I was like, wow, acting. Acting at its finest. And the, the guy starts, the guy with the glasses, he starts to, to kind of twitch. Um, Ironside at this point looks like he is balls deep in this guy's brain. Yeah, so he's taken over. So he must be a scanner. Oh, the plot, it thickens. Anyhow, it keeps on going. It's getting more intense and intense and intense. The sounds are getting bigger and bigger. The shots are getting closer and closer Uh when all of a sudden, what happens again? Bam! His head explodes. Yeah, the, the not Ironside. Not Ironside. No, the guy with the glasses. And this may be one of the most famous head exploding scenes ever. Of all time, yes. Yeah, it yeah is, because it looks, it looks so amazing. I think it didn't work out the way they wanted it to, which made it so horribly brutal. Like the fact that it blows yeah. out from the back and his face flops forward. Yeah. Like well, his whole- I've got to find the making of because I'm pretty certain they had like a shotgun or something under so that it was meant to come out the top. Rather than the back, I will find the video because I, I remember a shotgun. They didn't use explosive; they just used a gun. I think so. Well, they did like only use concussion. shotguns in this film. Yes, about, like every bad guy had just there had a shotgun. There was also a sale on shotguns where they were getting their trench coats. It's it's true. Yeah. Um. It, so yeah, and there's only twelve minutes in. There is an a, a epic head exploding. Yeah. So the most effect. famous scene of scanners scanners is in the first twelve minutes of this film. Yep, twelve minutes in. But the, you know what's really weird? No one else's head explodes after this. I'm like, they have so many opportunities to use this power. This power is really, uh, there's no rules to a scanner's power. So, yep. And then I'm like, it's like every scene they just wanted to do a different power where you just wouldn't. You'd just go like, I'm just going to use the base power. Head explode, head explode, head explode, head yeah, explode. Yeah, that's what I, would I want to learn anything new after I've learned the power of head explode? No. And it, maybe only Michael Ironside can do the head exploding, I'm thinking. Maybe. maybe. Anyhow. 
Um, he gets arrested because, you know, the police just automatically think that he did it. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, look, that guy used mind powers that we couldn't see or hear to blow that guy's head up from across the room. Arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> he gets held down. Um, he's drugged. Yeah, he's drugged. He kind of wakes up in a car. Um, they give him an injection, which seems to stop his, like, you know. His scanning. No, no. It doesn't happen like that, does it? He gets no. held, he gets taken out the back and held down by hired goons. Mm-hmm. And then a scientist comes out of nowhere with an injection and goes to inject Ironside. But he looks at the scientist and scans him a little bit. And then the, the scientist is, is mind controlled. And instead of injecting it into Michael Ironside's hand, the scientist injects it into his own hand. Correct. So now they have Michael Ironside thinking he is sedated from scanning, but he actually still has his scanning powers. Craziness. Whoever this organisation is, this shadow complex. Yeah, these hired goons. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the cop or whoever has apprehended Ironside yeah, has no him. There's no explanation. No, we have no idea. Um, he is in the back of a car that is being driven by one other guy and then trailing behind are two other guys in another car. Yeah, so they're cruising along and they're taking Ironside somewhere. Anyhow, Ironside looks at the other car. He uses his mind powers, which he still has, and he just basically makes the guy crash his car. Yeah, the guy like speeds past and just barrels into a wall and the car explodes. Yeah, because it's an American car. It really just explodes. eh? (laughs) Like it hits a wall and then explodes. Yeah. (laughs) But he could have used his scanner powers to make a car explode. Who knows? Who knows? Um, He scans one of the other guards um, that apprehended him. and In the same car. In the same car. And they stop the car. They get out to try and help the others. They're like the the cops. Like, no, nah, we got to get this guy out of here. Get back in the car. And of course, unfortunately, he then open opens fire and he kills the two other hired goons. Yeah. So basically, my guy inside scanners a guy and makes the other cop kill the other cops. Yeah. And, and then, then kill himself. And then kill himself. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, this is kind of cool and interesting. And the thing, very good. Uh, we cut to a meeting at a, at a big shady fucking military company mm-hmm. that are called Consec. One Consec. word. C O N. Sounds big, like Enron. Big C, little O, little <laughs> N, big S. Like, it's like Existence yeah. or that movie. It's like Consec. Anyhow, Consec, whatever the fuck that place is. So it's like a big boardroom meeting, and there's like the doctor is in there, and they basically, they're like. Talking about scanners as telepathic curiosities, you know. But the result of this is six corpses and a complete loss of credibility. And they there is one naysayer. Yes, there's a naysayer guy on the board. There's always a naysayer. And he, uh, I've just referred to him as like you know naysayer or evil. I don't know who he was. So his his technically his name is Braden, um, (laughs) and he has just been brought in as the new head of security because I am under the assumption that the guy that shot some people and then himself was the head of security. Ah, and he doesn't he doesn't believe in the scanner program. No, so he wants to drop the scanner program. And Um, they're trying to they're trying to weaponize scanners basically. So it's weird because the main characters in this film are trying to uh, the goodies are trying to weaponize scanners and they're trying to get. Scanners back from another place that's trying to weaponize them. So there's no real good guys in this no, movie. No, no. Um, but, you know, the doctor's explaining. He's like, well, you know, you have like this crazy security, but somehow you let an assassin infiltrate this Yeah, he basically, t- he basically like, dropped mics on this guy. He's just yeah. like, he goes, these scanners, they can't do anything. And he goes, well, 
they did exactly what you wanted them to do. He came in, he infiltrated, he took a target out. Yeah. And yeah, and then and like, yeah, there's a there's a lot of so they've established that there are 236 scanners uh, that they are aware of in either America or the world at the moment. I don't know, um, but none of them have joined the program. Are working in the program. But and that there is maybe an underground scanner program. There's always an underground another a shadier program. one, mm. a shadier uh, program run by Michael Irons. <gasps> No. Oh, sure. Anyhow, um, so the doctors are like, the guys like, the naysayers are like, we got nothing anyway. What are we going to do? He goes, actually, yeah. we might have one person left, which is Cameron he's talking about. Yeah. And they're like, why don't we send him to kill Ironside? And I'm like, okay, not the best plan. Yeah, like, this is it's this. Okay, so I'm not sure about you, but this to me seems a little bit like uh, Star Wars where, you know, Luke Skywalker is a nothing kind of guy, and now all of a sudden he's an almighty Jedi. Yeah, that is true. Like, yeah. you know, these guys go through years of training, except this guy's just got it in one go. But he's a phenomenal, like, you know, person. He's, and it, he's the, an the, the bad guys basically want to get Cameron to go in and infiltrate the the scan the underground scanner thing. Not just kill Einstein, he has to infiltrate first, which they don't really make clear at first. No. So that's the that's the plot of the movie. So Cameron has to go in and infiltrate the underground scanners. Yeah. So the doctor sits down and he has a conversation with Cameron. He basically reiterates that this is what we want you to do. Like, we have this ephemeral. Um, it is a scanner preventative. It stops all the voices in your head. Yeah, ephemeral um, is the injection. We it's, don't know. You need to know about that. There's so much ephemeral. I just call yeah. it ephemeral at the start because I, I missed the A when they were saying it. Same. Same. Um, but... They, so he starts to play a video for Cam, and it is January 4th, 1967, Ironside, age 22, and it's basically like a, a hospital recording. Yeah, because Ironside used to be in their group, and he split off to, to his own group. So, And Ironside this is a great one. He's like, he's in the footage, he's drilled a hole in his own head because mm. there was too much pressure in there. Yep, there's all the voices. It's You need just to let it Which out. Which is a, a typical crazy kind of yeah. like, I think that that's actually happened to people. They yeah. drill their heads and shit because there's too much pressure they feel. Um, he's got like a little bandage on his head and he's also drawn a third eye on that. Because he's like, you know, and I, I thought this scene was pretty cute. Yeah, it's cool, yeah. It's like a young Ironside. It's just looking. to show that he's kind of mad. He's gone yeah. crazy. Like he's, he's very powerful and crazy. Um, so the doctor explains that, you know, without this fe- ephemeral, he is going to become exactly like Ironside. You know, he is your enemy. Like, you know, and he knows you. Like, he, he has sought your kind out one by one. He's asked them to join him. And if you don't, you are eliminated. And he's a... He's a- an Ironside's underground scanner corporation is to destroy society and make a world of only scanners. And I'd say a world with 200 people in it. Yeah, 260, <laughs> 36 people. Yeah. I'm like, cool, cool. But he's like, cool. together, you and I can stop him. So, sure. Anyhow, we cut to the naysayer. Oh. Consec man. He's at a train station. He meets with someone. We don't see who it is. It's, it's hideously a mystery man. It's hideously obvious from the start that it's Michael Ironside. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and we can see that the naysayer is actually a double agent for Ironside. Mm-hmm. And so the whole point of him and Ironside wants the naysayer to shut down the scanner program. So he's the only scanner program. So the underground scanner program is funded by the same company. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just have the same company? Or 
if you're that, just get Ironside. Just fire the doctor and get Ironside to run it if it's that. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Like, because <laughs> it's the same company. Y- yes, yes, it is. And anyway, he's a spy. There's like shit going down. And then um, we cut to the doctor and Cameron at Scanner Headquarters. I called it, which is also like the basement uh, where the attic of this <laughs> building yeah. is. Um, and he sits down with a guy they explain to be some kind of psychic genius. Um, so he can make his heart beat faster, slower. He can raise and lower he his blood a, pressure. He is a, a scanner yoga master, they uh, describe him as. So he's sure. a yoga master who is also a scanner. But if he's using them, so if the company is using him, but I thought they, they had no technically sca- have a scanner on their team. I know. Right? <laughs> they just said they had no scanners. And then the next scene, they have a scanner on their team. Yes. So, yeah, they're like, you know, we need you to... This is what this film has. It's a great idea and great thing. There are so many scenes like, you just contradicted yourself. Well, you know I just like to sit and watch a film and not ask questions. I just go with the flow. This one I was finding myself like, but why? Yeah, yeah. What? what, what? Yeah, but, okay. But, why? but you just said you had no one on your team and now you have someone. Now, and now you have two people. the crypt keeper on your team. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the old guy, he's just like, okay, what he's going to do is he's going to make his... Uh, uh, heart slow down and you're going to scan link into him, Cameron, and you're going to make his heart, you're going to try and make his heart beat faster. And don't worry, he's a yoga master. So when he feels his heart's going too fast, he'll stop and break the scanner link. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to go down well. Yeah, this sounds like it's uh, for a guy who's this, this is first, the, the first day w- on the scanning job. Worst, <laughs> worst like training montage. <laughs> So anyway. there's, yeah, there's a lot of like staring and like squinting and like. Anyway, of course, Cameron's powers are too powerful for the yoga master. He can't stop Cameron from breaking, making his heart go full on. And then um, Cameron just stops. Yeah, he's like, so the doctor is about to get the ephemeral out and hit Cameron up, like shut him down. And then he just stops and yeah. goes like, you're right. I am awesome. But the way he said it as well, he's okay. like, you're right. That was easy. Yeah, as if he's like, oh, now he's just going to go and exploit some heads as well. And then he's like, okay, Cameron, you're clearly ready to go out on the field. (laughs) (laughs) You've passed scanner training. Um, We're going to send you. There is an art. This is really confused. So they go, we're going to send you into the field to find this artist who we think is a scanner. He is a scanner. He was. In a prison for the criminally insane because he tried to kill his whole family at age 10. Um, and then, but he has been rehabilitated through art. But he's also, he he has turned down yes. Ironside's organization as well. So they're like, this is a scanner. I'm not quite sure what they wanted to do with him, whether they wanted to capture him or they wanted to get them to join him. Bit confusing. Yeah. And uh, this is a great scene. So you're like, okay, I get that. And it cuts through the art exhibition there's an art exhibition there's all these crazy arts which i could honestly say i think is actually there was a real art that was a real art exhibition with real arts i figured like, it was just cronenberg's art pieces oh just cronenberg. It's what he does at home on the weekends um they're all very disturbingly hellraiser-ish kind of art pe- yeah they were really stuff. cool though there was that one where he's like in the bed and he's got all of these like strings attached like electrodes coming out of his head coming out of his which head you can- to all these like creatures and you can tell all the artworks are is relative to are scan. relative to scanning and stuff yep. like that anyhow this is a funny scene i thought cameron is there mm-hmm. he's dressed very nicely and he he's looking, is he's looking at an art piece and then the curator comes up to cameron and says oh i'm so glad you could make it and i'm like why cameron was a bum 
three days ago. It's like, I bet you say this to all the patrons. Yeah, like, why would a curator pa- like single out Cameron and go, I'm very happy you came? For the plot. <laughs> For the plot. <laughs> to I don't drive know. the film along. It's just like, I saw you as a bum two days ago, and I'm so glad you've come You've now. really turned yourself around yeah, in the yeah. last Yeah, it was weird hours. as if Cameron was really like a secret agent now that everyone yeah. knows. Anyway, it doesn't make any sense. What he should have come up and said is like, oh, you're enjoying the artwork. Can I, I tell you about it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was weird. A bit confusing. Doesn't matter. Anyhow, Cameron... um. Wants to go. He goes, I want to meet the artist guy. He goes, nah, he's kind of reclusive. And so Cameron tries to scan him. Yeah. Scan the guy to get some info out of him. Anyhow, the guy, the, the curator's like, going that. But then we see someone in the background. Oh, yes. We see a, a lovely, lovely looking lady, uh, which is very interesting because it opens up for a brief look at the, the lady love interest, which never kind of evolves never comes Uh, to fruition but he kind of leaves and she's left there standing at him with smoky eyes no no she scans him does she scan him yeah yeah so basically cameron gets what he needs out of the doctor the the, curator the the curator the art curator but then like she looks at him and starts scanning him and he's like he can feel it and he's like oh ow Someone's scanning me, so he. Get, but I'm like, why didn't you look around the room and see who's making faces at you? That's right. See, I didn't pick up on that. I just assumed that he had a bit of a headache from scanning the curator, no, and no, she, she was, was just looking him. at him with fuck She eyes. was scanning him, and I just thought of straight away, like Street Fighter, like, a new challenger has arrived. <laughs> like, who's gonna come up on the street? Ready, fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he he doesn't even look around the room to go like, oh, because it's so obvious when someone's scanning you. They're making faces like... Because they're standing there like like, their arms are like... They're like on a massage chair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... We cut to Cameron. And then she slips away before yeah. he can see her. It's, it's done. It, like, so we cut to Cameron drives out to the middle of nowhere. It's like this forest retreat. Yeah. Compound wood, thing. Wooden secluded house. Yeah. Like a little cabin. Yeah. And Cameron, obviously, he lets himself into this, this cabin. Which is where the artist lives. Un, uninvited. Just no. wanders on in because he's a scanner and he can do that. Um, and he starts calling out for Benjamin, who is the artist. Um, they, they make, like, he sees him. Yep, they have a bit of a chat. You the know, artist is crazy. He he's, laughs like he's, a clown. He's like a eccentric artist. He's gone mad. He's like, you know, how do you, how do you fucking like control the scanning? He goes through my art. Yeah. And I'm like, because mm, he doesn't do, he doesn't have ephemeral. And uh, anyhow, the, he doesn't trust anyone. The artist because he's crazy. Yeah, and for good reason actually. Now I think about it. Yeah, well, no, it's fair. Um, so as he starts, like Cameron starts asking him about Ironside, and he's kind of like, "Oh, who sent you?" Um, but while this is happening. We have some people, goons, goons, hired goons, goons. Um, infiltrating. Well, casually, they uh, rock up out the front, strolling with their shotguns. Their shotguns. They've all got shotguns. I think there's three of them. Is that right? Or four? I like three or four. Yeah, three or four. What, maybe two ladies, two guys, or something like that. I yeah. can't remember. Anyhow, that they they just start shooting. They start shooting at the house. Yeah. Shotguns. You know. Are, Everyone knows shotgun can go through houses. It's true. I also like that this is very, um, I mean, obviously it's the shotgun shots are amazing on the people's bodies, but it also reminded me very much of Point Break. Like, Which bit? With, with, with all the shooting. Oh, yeah, How yeah. it's just so gratuitously like holes and blood splatters and stuff. But, but also like the, there's this, uh, the whole room is exploding. Yes. Like, the shotguns are just making sparks and fireworks come out of everything. It's like a John Woo film <laughs> all of a sudden. Anyhow, that, the, um, 
the artist and fucking Cameron have taken refuge in a gigantic head, yes. which is a sculpture you can sit in, which has like you go sit in on a couch with the brain, which I thought was really cool. That's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of a shooting scene. Yep. So, unfortunately, Benjamin gets shot to shit. Um, he tries to, he does a couple of little scans, gets himself out, tries to make a break for it, gets shot to shit some more. Um, and then, you know, Cameron comes out and he starts scanning. He starts making his scans and I'm not convinced. Well, C- Cameron scans the goons and so he like scan tosses them across yeah. the room. So it, rather like, than making some heads explode. He like throws people he around. Just, like, and that just kills them. Yeah. Because like they're it, dead. their organs have been shook to death. Okay, so he's he's the artist is now dead. No, well, he, no so he's, he's on death door. He's on death door, and he has one last telepathic communication with Cameron before he dies. Um, and it's all very gargled, so I didn't actually really. He hear was what just he was like saying. he tells her that Cam, uh, that the lady's name is Kim Orbrist, who mm-hmm. scanned him, and where she lives. Oh. Uh, uh, so that at least that's what I think he said. It, yeah, there are some scanning when they talk to each other telepathically. It's like got a massive like reverb on it and a, 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 make it sound like it's underwater or something. Yeah, weird like that. But it's very hard. To, I rewound it a couple of times and he basically he just said like he just told him where to go next in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's fair because I can't hear very well generally. So I was just like, I'm sure. It- We'll make sense. It'll make, it. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter if it doesn't. It's, it's it, you know, it's Cronenberg. Yeah, anyway, it's Cameron goes back to his hotel room, shoots up some ephemeral, goes to sleep. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up like a bunch of hours later, and he takes a casual midnight stroll through like, the streets. It's like the ephemeral just like was heroin. Like yeah. he just wakes up in his clothes on the bed. I'm like, it just makes you just stop having your powers. It doesn't yeah. really zonk you out. Well, he was probably really tired after his drive to the country. It is true. It's it's exhausting driving. It's all driving. that fresh air. Exhausting driving. Yeah. He's it, probably burnt his arm as well from hanging out, oh, out the window. Oh, yeah. And it's also the 80s, so he couldn't listen to some cool podcasts. He'd just be, like, listening it's to awesome. an 8-track. It's also the 80s. I don't believe in sunscreen. Oh, no, they don't. Anyhow, um, Cameron goes to Kim's house. He's greeted by a scanner who does a scannular pat-down on him. <laughs> Lisa Vid. Uh, he meets Kim and um, he yeah he basically Jedi's. He like comes in and starts leading this group of scanners. Yeah, well, she's like a she's like a scanner helper. Yeah. So these are like the resistance scanners against the shady organization scanners, which are this he, is just Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. He has a they have a scanner seance together. Like they kind of all link minds. Yeah, like a, which he starts this. He's like, everybody link minds. We're all connected. So why does he do that? Like, you... She should have started nothing. that. A couple of... Uh, no, it's fine. It doesn't They're like, matter. We're so doesn't glad matter. you're here. Yes. <laughs> because outside... Goons. Goons. Hi, goons. goons. And uh, Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside. Ironside. Anyhow, they're, they're having their link up hippie session. Right? And uh, it's, like, it's, you know, it's saying stuff like, we are all one. We are all linked. Our minds together can do anything. Motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. Anyhow, I'm so happy the goons came in and shot them all. <laughs> goons burst in, shoot a couple, like ruin the, ruin the seance. Yeah. Is it seance? Is that what it's called? No. Like, what are those things called in people? It's like a meditation or something. Meditation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, meditation session. Well, it could have been a seance. The goons did come. The goons, the goons come in. They they blast a couple of people. The shotguns look great, as you were saying. Yeah. Blood splurts out of everyone every time they get hit by a shotgun. Uh, they so the shot the goons shotgun three of the scanner people 
Um, and then, you know, Kim gets up, she goes, motherfuckers. And she, she scans them and fucking they, set, they, they burst into flames. Burst into flames. She, yeah, she throws them across the room and they burst. So her, it seems that like everyone has a unique scanner power. Yeah. Except for Cameron. Because <laughs> that's all scanner powers. Is the almighty Jedi. Yeah. Um, so she sets them on fire. They die, some of them. They all, So everybody that is left alive, they all bail out and they pile into a... The Scooby van. A, the Scooby the van. Mystery, the mystery... What is it? The mystery... The mystery machine. The mystery machine. And they burn off down the road. But don't worry, the evil people also have a Scooby van. And they also chase them. I'd just like to just take a moment to appreciate that we know Ironside is evil because he's, he was standing outside in a black turtleneck and a brown... Leather jacket. And a very thin chain. Terrible yeah. and chain. <laughs> <laughs> he was not sipping on a light beer, though. Oh, he could have been. You don't know? No, I don't know that. <laughs> um, so, they, yeah, so they're driving along going, fuck, that was shit. And then the evil van rocks up next to them and they're like, uh-oh. It's like an armoured vehicle from Mad Max as yeah. well. They, like, flip some shit up and all the shotguns come out. Yeah, the shotguns come out of shotgun holes <laughs> in the van. Like, yeah, very Mad Max. And they, they blast a couple more people in the car. Yep. Uh, and then they crash into a record store. I know. Which is so weird. Like, it's, Yeah, all them records. Like, it's a full record store. Like, it's all lit up in the middle of the night so we can see what's going on. Because yes, you don't turn course. your lights off. And, um, yeah, they smash in there. Fucking records going everywhere. The car flips onto its side. And then Cameron and Kim, they just bail out. They're like, fuck, that was shit. Yep, so like, they're the only survivors. Um, they bail. They make a break for it down they don't even leave the store. They go into the basement. They go deeper, kind of into the shop's back rooms or whatever. Yeah. And a crowd comes in. They're like, fuck, a van went through the record store. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Um, we can see there that one of the people, the, the onlookers, is of, it has a trench coat. He does. We know so he's bad. He's a bad guy. He's another evil scanner. So he, he, he gets hot on the tail of Cam and Kim. Yeah. Cam and Kim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great big hunk of spunk. Look at me. Look, look at me. They look do. They yeah. do look at them. They are. They're, guess what Cam, 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 Kath and Kim were? They were scanners. They were. Fuck. But, so, you know, this guy, he kind of casually just sort of walks around, walks off in their direction. You know, he ignores that the bus is now caught on fire and that the sprinklers are on. You know, he's just he's just in casual pursuit. It's not hot. It's just casual. You know, he reaches into his trench coat. He pulls out his shotgun. You know, that he's got a shotgun, of course. Yeah, and he shotgun. builds it. It's he like does. in pieces. It's and like, like in, and he's stoked. It's like in Jurassic Park where Muldoon is hunting oh, the raptors yeah. and he pulls out and he like sets up his gun. But yeah. he gets real stoked with it. He's like the actor's yeah. like, I did it. He's like, I, <laughs> he was obviously having real trouble with it all yeah. week. Anyhow, he goes to shoot fucking Kath and Kim. <laughs> that and of course Cameron um, links with him and um, uh, scanners him to make him give him a clue of where Michael Ironside is. He wears and uh, he does. He does it in that weird scanner voice. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Anyhow. The guy reaches in and he so, pulls out a vial from his pocket and it's got a little logo on it that we have not seen yet in this film, but it is a logo for a biocarbon. Amalgamation? Yeah, it does make sense. Basically, it's a, it's, it looks like there's a drug. Amalgamation. Uh, there is an ephemeral drug, a black market version on, mm-hmm. on the thing by another company. That's yep. what we kind of like get the vibe. And so now, rather than being able to just Google the image to find the company, they've been in the yellow pages, they've been driving around. Now, what I reckon they did is they, Cameron, they didn't took that back to the doctor 
This is a scene that wasn't in the film, I assume. And he's like, I see. I know this logo. It's of this certain company. Because the next cut scene is basically Cameron undercover in a fucking hazmat suit in this company already. True. That kind of happened because later on the doctor's like, I was unaware. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he does too, yeah. (laughs) Damn it. Anyhow, somehow Cameron has worked out where this thing is. He has already infiltrated the place. He's already dressed in a hazmat suit. He's, like, done the first half of the level of Hitman already. (laughs) He is somehow, like... Um, and he is in this laboratory. There yep. is, it's a lab. It's a, you know, people are wearing hazmat suits there. I don't know why. It's a pharmaceutical company. Yes. You don't wear hazmat suits. Not just to get a sandwich downstairs at, at the cafe. Well, not, you don't work with fucking, I, I, I don't know this. I don't think you work with radioactive fucking like inanimate carbon rods. <laughs> it'd, because, it'd be a like, lot cooler if you did. Because like, the people who work in hospitals work with radiation and they don't wear that shit. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's an 80s scientific lab. Yeah. It has blue, greenish lighting. That's how we establish that it's science hazmat suits, not, yes. not lab coats. Anyhow, Cameron goes up to a fucking computer, boots in. Well, he notices that Ironside's upstairs. Right, Michael Ironside is in this laboratory. He's upstairs. He's signing some papers, which looks pretty suspicious to he's, me. He, What's yeah. he doing there? Um, and then, yes, Cameron starts. He goes upstairs. He, he starts snooping around a little bit. And in. then he finds a computer because he is a bum. He is a bum who has had no education, but he knows how to use a computer. Maybe he was just like in the at the 1980s coding craze and that he ran out of work and that's why he was a bum, but he's really good at getting computers. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe he's just a scanner and now he knows, oh, like, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> They've like downloaded Kung Fu. Yeah. I and- really like the next scene because it's basically the doctor sitting in a country club. No, but first, like, Cameron gets on the computer and he finds out that it, this organization is funded by Consec. Yep, yeah. So the money is coming, like the 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 yeah, it, it it's run by so we are like so Consec is helping Ironside, which we already know. We do, but anyhow, they find out. Yeah, so the the doctor is just sitting in the country club. He's like just in a chair. By the fire, while all these other well-to-do men are reading their newspapers and whatnot. And he's fully slouching. And he's, like, slouched, kind of, like, nodding off because that's his, like, 18th brandy for the morning. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, He receives a phone call from Cameron because Cameron knew he was there. Um, And he's like, I I have some information for you. I need to provide it to you. And he's like, call me back in 10 minutes. Yeah, that was weird. Because he clearly needed to go take a shit. Yeah, like he's from like, all of the brand. I'll be back in about ten minutes. Because um, yeah, they went on this. Co- they went on this like kind of endeavor, as you said, on their own steam. And yeah, and uh, anyhow, anyhow, they arrive. So they come down to the concept. We get a shot of the concept building. It's massive. Yes, it's like but a- first, head of security. What we get the scene with the head of security guy, the evil guy. He, I- he goes and sits down. He he's back at the train station. He's there to meet his mystery man, oh, yeah. which turns out to be Ironside. Um, and he basically, he's like, and we, 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 we have an informant. Like, there is, this is happening. I'm letting you know. And he's like, I need him, bring him to me. But if anything happens, kill them all. No, bas- yeah, bas- yeah, basically, uh, Cameron has told the doctor that he has an informant from Michael Ironside's organization, yeah. which is Kim. But she's not that. This yeah. is how they're going to get back into concept for some reason. Um, and then, yeah, so the, the naysayer evil concept guy says to, says to Ironside, an informant has come over from your side. He goes, 
that's impossible. There's yeah. no one has left or anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they're lying. So just fucking kill them. Yeah. Because Michael Ironside is now calling the shots. Of course. Um, so he's Michael and, and he's like, and he's like, says to the naysayer, evil concept guy, you fucking interrogate the na- the, the the informant. Yeah. Uh, and kill her. Yeah. Like, and then kill the doctor if anyone fucks up. And so yeah, so that that's the weird plan at this time. Anyhow, makes sense. Cameron and fucking Kim, they arrive at Consec in a, in a helicopter. Sure. They come down. You know, they're surrounded by a circle of people. This place is pretty unescapable. They all have shotguns. I don't know why they didn't walk there, like because they were there earlier. Yes, just dri- drive. But, you know, they get they get escorted straight in. Yes. Into this giant organization, which is very hard to get out of, apparently. Yes, we also get this this brief scene with between the doctor and the head of security, and they kind of have a, have a bit of a dick measuring contest. Um, you know, where he's like, you know, I'm taking the head of security. He's going to be taking control of the interrogation of the informant. There is nothing that you can do about it. Fuck you, old man. And the doctor is left kind of butt hurt about the whole thing. Yeah, and also the um. The doctor, uh, what is it? Kim and uh, Cameron are given a dose of ephemeral to make you know they're like we just need to give you a dose of ephemeral just for our safety. Just in case. And then, uh, so, but then the doctor goes into, uh, you know, he goes to talk, he goes to interrogate uh, Cameron, and he's like, just to make sure that you trust me, I gave you guys fake <laughs> in- ephemeral, so you guys still have your powers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Aww. cool. That's great. It was just he's very a much on the solution. scanner's side. Yes. Um, <laughs> cool. So, so Kim, to, Kim's... so who do you work for, Doctor? Uh, I think he just works for himself. Yeah, he's a rogue. He doesn't know what's happening. He's been sitting in his chair too long. Um, so we we cut to Kim being interrogated um, by con- evil concept man. Yep. And also we cut back to like the Doctor talking that he found founded the biocarbon factory like he he founded that and he sold it off to to comsec um and yeah but he, he doesn't know like, what they're doing oh, he goes, oh. I, yeah he's like i'm pretty certain they make like chemical weaponry you know yeah really I don't bad know. and cam's like um i saw it with my own eyes they make ephemeral and iron side's making it oh shit because yeah. yeah he used to own he started that comp- that that you know that that uh, offshoot company and sold it to them and he's like i haven't thought of that in years yeah and yeah oh. he has no idea that his own company he created is now so he explains over. that there is a computer program that controls everything, um, which leads the doctor to believe that someone in this this business in this establishment is a traitor. Yep, there's a traitor at Concept. So he, <laughs> this is the most believable thing in any science film. He's like, you need to get in there, Cameron. You need to scan the computer. He goes. He says a, a great line. A computer is. It, oh, what is it? A computer is just a, a nervous system. Yes. And, am I, and you can scan into nervous system. Like, is a computer a nervous system? Um, I mean, I think I want to say is like a computer is basically just a, 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 a simple brain. Yeah. You know, it works with the same kind of... Ele- he could have said electronic pulses and on-offs and, you know, X's and O's. But no, they said like nervous system. <laughs> it has a nervous system just like people. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so now Cameron can fucking modem log into fucking computers from a telephone. He's basically like, anyway, he hasn't done it yet. No, that's fine. Uh, so the head of security, he is, he, he, you know, he busts in on Kim. She's sitting in the middle of a very 
shitty room. Um, and he immediately like turns off the cameras. He kind of hits on her as well. The first thing he does is just like, "You're very pretty." Hey, baby. He goes, "You're very attractive," and I'm like, "Yeah, that doesn't that's doesn't fly not, these days." No, no. And like he starts asking questions. Um, she's like, "Unless you can provide me protection, I'm really not going to talk to you." He then turns off the cameras and he starts threatening her. Um, she gets up and tries to leave. And then he like backhands her, like he's from a 1950s movie. Yeah. He's like, "Baba, shut up, bitch." Um, and then he somehow reveals yeah, that just- she isn't a scanner. Well, no, no, he just gets cocky and just reveals that he's on Michael Ironside's side. Yes. And then he goes to shoot her, right, because he doesn't think she's got her scanner powers. But then Kim scanners the gun out of his hand and pushes him across the room mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, bails. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you should have really just killed him. Yeah, pretty much. That's... So now Kim's just run out of the room, which was just a door. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, it was like the janitor's closet. They didn't actually have an interrogation room, so they just cleared out the janitor's closet. And then the the doctor has like cuts back to Cameron and the doctor, and the doctor has some sort of inner monologue about his past. Yeah, which is what? Like it just shows the doctor's face and it has a voiceover. I can't remember what it was. About. Is he a scanner? Is he scanning himself? No, no, he has this, like, weird thing where he's, like, he comes to revelation of what he has to do. Yeah. I think Cameron bails at some point, but he's just there going, like, the the answer is in the past. The but, answer yeah. is in the past. The past is the answer. <laughs> and I'm, like, and then, like, he sits down because Cameron's bailed. Yeah. He and wants he, to he's pondering him. on this one concept over and over again. And he's so deep in thought that the fucking evil fucking like, guy uh, comes in, um, evil concept man, and just shoots him in the back of the head. I'm like, what? Sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, he's dead <laughs> because he was he got he got he got paradoxed. <laughs> like, he got you know he told a Finkel is Einhorn. Um, Einhorn is Finkel. Yeah. Um, so Kim... Except we don't talk about that anymore. We don't. No, we really don't. Uh, so Kim finds Cameron and she tells him uh, that the head of security has just tried to kill her. Um, and as they're having this conversation, two guards descend on them with guns and they both sort of turn... They both scan on them. Scan them and And, and make them turn into blubbering messes from their childhood... Uh, 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 think past childhood experiences or some shit. Yes, which reminded me because... Okay, I've just, I've just started watching Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, and there was that scene where they're like, Summer is stuck in the spaceship and the spaceship is being told to protect Summer. Yeah. And all these people are descending upon her and she's instructed that the, it cannot be violent. So she like, sh- the just ship shoots out this little thing with this security guard's dead baby. And he's like, daddy, don't shoot the lady. Oh. And it's like. <laughs> Oh, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what this reminded me of. It is very dark. I'll, I'll record. Anyhow, cut to after they've Cameron and uh, Kim just run have just run out of concept. Yes, they leave the uh, building, which you cannot get in or out of. You, you can only get in via helicopter. Yes, they've just run out the front door and just run to a payphone. <laughs> Yep, they drive up to like a gas station just a couple of miles down the road. They've got a car now. Yes, I. Yep. Because they didn't have a car before, because they came by helicopter, so doesn't matter. Don't ask questions. Don't just don't. And and then like you know, Cameron's like, I gotta fucking hack in 
via the telephone because I can do that because yep. the doctor said I could. I've got to do it before they reprogram it. Before they reprogram it? Yeah. So they're going to reprogram the computer. I don't. And he, he, wants, to break into, take five he wants to break into the evil concepts computer um, to break into the ripe program. Yes. Which is uh, all I can see it was was just a list of the scanners. Yes. Or some shit. Who knows? Anyhow, he, he finds a payphone and he basically puts his ear to it and basically logs in like a 1980s modem like <laughs> into the And we get all these radical shots of like computer like boards like yeah, you know motherboards and motherboards like little, little with pieces like, so it'll be capacitors like super duper like macro filmed of it you know panning across it because that's showing that he's going into the computer <laughs> and i love that shit um yeah so he's turned into a giant modem yep so the head of security um he is in the room with a bunch of computer nerds and he basically finds out that he is locked out of the computer yeah. Someone is inside the program right now and they could be doing it from anywhere because the our computer system is hooked into the telephone system. Yeah, and then the even concept guy somehow guesses what Cameron is doing. He goes, hang on. Computers. Scanners. Um he's breaking in with his scanner mind. But how did you come to that conclusion? And he's like Fucking shut down the whole system. Delete everything. He goes, but sir, that will delete all of our fucking shit. He goes, I don't care because he's about to get busted. He's basically covering yeah. his own tail. Oh, of course, you would. Anyhow, he shuts down. They they shut down the computers and like he goes to back off. And the scientist is like, <laughs> we're just cut shutting the computers down. Nothing's going to happen. And then he's just like, we've never shut a scanner down before. <laughs> <laughs> and everything explodes. Yeah, so Cameron on the other end of the phone, he's starting to struggle. There's some explosions there's in the some, lab. There's some awesome visualizations of getting shut off. Yeah, because uh, everything kind of just like, nothing happens. He's like, see, told you. And then yeah, all the computers back at Consec explode. Everything explodes. The car explodes next to Cameron. The petrol station explodes. The phone melts. <laughs> Melts in his hand. The phone, fucking... which is cool. That's one of those 80s kind of like, remind me of Nightmare on Elm Street kind of yeah. effects. Yes, where yes. The, the phone melts in his hand. Um, fucking everything explodes. And then he like, he runs out of the phone booth, grabs Kim and jumps as the phone booth explodes. And a telephone pole explodes and the everything just explodes. But the explode in, in all of this, the explosion also kills the the uh, the evil concept guy. And yeah, I'm like, that's he, it? That's he gets exploded. He gets exploded. Like, I think he's the first to be exploded. Yeah. And he's just standing in the middle of the room, surrounded by nothing, and there's just like, poof. Yeah, and none of done. the scientists get hurt. Um. Anyhow, he's dead. And I'm like, that's it? That's his character gone? Dead. Like, he basically killed himself. Pretty much. He could have just left the room. He could have. Anyhow. Yep. Cam um, and Kim. Drive to the doctor's place. Uh, this is a new doctor's place. This isn't the Yeah, doctor. like I'm like, oh, they're at the doctor's house. Why no, would you have a, a sign out the front saying that you're a doctor? It's a doctor. It's a doctor's house. It's a, it's, it's a doctor who is on the payroll of the evil concept organization and the RIPE program. And this is where they find out that the RIPE program is a scheme where the bad guys are injecting unborn uh, babies like fetuses with ephemeral, which 
gives them scanner power, so they are breeding an army of scanners. Yes. But I wouldn't it make them not be scanners? Because they've shown earlier on yes. that it says that, like, uh, they say ephemeral doesn't affect a normal person. Well, they explain that in a minute. Yeah, but, like, but, but why would it make the babies into... Yes, because also we forget to mention, because, like, we burnt through that scene real quick, which yeah, is... Yeah, that, got- that was succinct. That was perfect. But Kim finds this information out... Uh, at the same time, Cam finds out because she gets scanned by a fetus. Yeah, so she's in the waiting room with the lady and they're pregnant and a, the, the the baby, the unborn baby scans her. Not in a bad way. No, I know. Just like she just knows it's been scanned. But she can tell it's like, why couldn't... I, Maybe yep. she's better at sense. Anyhow, look, she gets scanned by a baby. They decide that they need to bail out. they got to go right now. But unfortunately, shots, some shots get fired. Um, Kim gets shot in the back with a tranquilizer. Um... Cameron kind of tries to bail her outside as quickly as possible, um, but unfortunately they are met by R inside, who also tranks Cameron. So they're both caught. Anyhow, Cameron wakes up in Ironside's office. <laughs> wakes up off on, the, on the couch. Yep. Ironside hands him a drink and they chat. Yeah, this is great. I enjoyed this scene. Like, yeah. Ironside is all like, fuck it, how you going, mate? Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, Hey, buddy. And, and he was like really, uh, and I'm like, he doesn't seem crazy and evil anymore. He just no. sounds like a normal dude. Um, Einstein tells the story. He drops the bomb. He basically vomits the whole plot out here. Yes. Um, can you, did you write it all down? Yeah. So he had been looking for Cameron for years and he's like, is there any reason that like, he's like, who, who are your parents? Uh-oh. I don't know. Can, tell me something from your childhood. I don't know. So he has no childhood memories Cameron, of yeah. family. Um, and then he explains that he has been monitored his whole life. They've had access to him whenever they've needed. This is Consec. Consec. And he drops the bombshell that the doctor is his father and Ironside is, is his brother. Of course. Dun, dun, dun. So they, Ironside and Cameron were the original scanners, which... Dr. Ruth. I didn't realise his name was Dr. Ruth until the end. It's like an already, a, you know, Dr. Ruth. The, yeah. Um, doc, the doctor, the, the the scanner doctor, Dr. Ruth, he, um, but he was like a bad guy. Yeah, but kind of, but not. Like he was just a guy that was really into science without realising that he was But he was evil. a bad guy in the fact that like he just let, they were the first two scanners. And he originally tried to, like, the ephemeral was like an ADD drug or something. Yeah, so that they, it was intended for for babies or children or something. But it made them into scanners. But it turned them into scanners. Yeah. Um, and then, because it, it was a failed campaign, so, but Consect then finance continued And weaponized research. it, yeah. Yes. But, and then had a two, organi- they had two departments doing the same thing within the same company. And for some reason, that's evil. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Ironside sort of lets loose that he wants to train soldier scanner babies. Oh, yeah. Because that's what you want. I, w- I should have done that in scanners too. Revenge of the scanner babies. <laughs> the scannering. The scannering. Scanners too with the scannering. Um, Cam obviously says no, and Ironside gets cranky. Yeah, so he's just like, because he wanted Cam to join him because they're brothers. Want to, you know, keep the business in the family. And he's yeah. like, come on. No, nah, I don't want to fucking join your thing. He's like, fuck, now I have to kill you. Oh. 
Anyhow, um, but we're brothers. Cameron, um, I think he starts to scan at Cameron, like Ironside does, because Ironside's going to try and head explode him. Yeah. But Cameron fucking, fucking uh, hits him with a sculpture. Yes. Like clocks him in the head, which knocks him over. And then they start, and which knocks him kind of out of his scanner trance. And then they both start to have a scanner battle, like, you know, looking at each other intently from across the room. <laughs> And I love this scanner battle. Like, this there's is, a lot good. of effort put into this. There this was. Is... We get a lot of good body horror. Right. So, yeah, so this is true scanners trying to make each other explode, but like they're kind of negating their own scanner things. So they're like, all these, you see, he's, like, I, he's done this a, a bit in his uh, films, Cronenberg, yeah. uh, uh, like an effect where veins start popping up, like uh, uh, a practical effect that, you know, you've obviously got full skin and mm. little veins under there that they can fill up with. It. And it's kind of like, it actually looks really good. It, it looks does. Like and giant... then it starts like little bits of blood, just like little pinhole pricks of blood just spurting out. Yeah, so they're starting to like vein up and like fucking iron size got the veins in his head. You know, they're starting to bleed out of his face, his arms. I'm like, this is fucking sick. Yeah, and we, we feel that... We feel that Ironside has kind of got the the drop on Cam because like Cameron, he's he's, losing. he's starting to like r- literally rip his face off. Yeah, he, yeah, the veins are so full on in his face. He's that just pulling, pulling them out, and then like Ironside like meant, hits him with a fucking a scanner bullet into his heart or some shit. He like rips a chunk out of his heart yeah. or something like that. So fucking Cameron's like, he he he's not dealing with it. He's not. But he, then Cameron decides that you know what? No. I'm gonna fight back. No, he doesn't. In, what in, do you mean? He he actually like gives up, and then he like stands up, and he does like a fucking you know like bleeding. He holds his like he's got his arms all mashed. Yeah. He holds his hands out, and they start catching on fire. He yes. uses Kim's power to set him to combust and sets himself on fire. Yes. Which is genius. So he's damaging his body as much as he can. And then his eyes fucking explode. Which was great. Yeah, for that no reason. Amazing. So Cam sets himself on fire, explodes his own eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, and then he looks, well, he, uh, he sets his goal onto Ironside and he pushes all of his psychic powers at Ironside, which makes Ironside's pupils disappear and go into a fucking an evil dead Kandarian demon. Like, yeah. He's like, Bruh. so we're getting the idea that he's like, um, well, I kind of got the idea of what he was doing here. Did you like without even the big reveal at the yeah. end? He's basically damaging his body as much as he can and pushing his consciousness into iron. So, because well, I think the concept is, is you are only as strong as the body that you're in. Like the mind might be strong, but the body is not. Anyhow, cut to black after the, uh, you, you know, my iron side. Like, Bruh! and then boom, black, and we're. Fade, slow fade up to Kim waking up on the couch in the next room. Mm-hmm. She slept through it all. She did. Um, you know, she gets up. She's like, what the fuck happened? What the fuck? What did I drink? <laughs> Where am I? Whose house is this? She walks in um, to the room and she sees a charred body on the floor. So it is obviously the body An of Cameron. An unrecognisable charred body. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But she got kind of touches it and gets scanner vibes like, Cameron. And then we see... A noise from the corner. It's like I'm over here. We see a, a man huddled in the corner with a jacket over him. Mm-hmm. And then she walks up to him and the jacket falls down to reveal that it's Ironside, except he has Cameron's voice and he's like, it's me, Kim. 
Cameron. And it's got his eyes too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. that what it was? Like yes. his, co- his colour eyes? Yes. Yeah, I'm here. Because he has very distinctive eyes, yeah. this actor. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's me. It's me, Kim Cameron. I'm here. We've won. Fade to white. Oh, I love a fade to white. To credit. The end. That's it. Yeah. Just like, so he basically swapped his like mind with Ironside. But I'm like, but now you're in the body of the most wanted criminal in the world. It's true. And also you have to remember that like if there is some kind of romantic entanglement between yeah. him and Kim. Yeah. She has to get she with Ironside. She might not be attracted to Ironside. Ironside wasn't as fit body. as Cameron. No, he had the he had the strokes look going, <laughs> the thin bean. I mean, I'd definitely go an iron side over a Cameron. Yeah, you're right. But you know, anyhow, that was the end. Yes, and I was like, damn, that's not how I remember that film at no. all. Like from a kid, like, <laughs> like I gotta say, like, total disclosure, I haven't seen this. I think the first time I watched this was oh, it was fucking. It would have been in like it would have been before two thousand. I haven't seen this film in at least a few years. So a few, I, a few. I haven't seen it in at least twenty. And a, a few 22. could be anywhere between like ten to twelve. I don't know. My final thoughts. What are your final thoughts? Um. Okay, so like I really enjoy this film. However, I did find myself questioning. There's a lot of loose ends, isn't there? Um. So you know, for all for these powerful telepathic beings. They couldn't sense each other or sense any kind of impending danger around them. Yeah. Like, I would have thought that if they are some all kind of powerful... How did, like, the Doctor even find the scanners if you can't sense them and they're not scanners? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, he's probably created these people over the years through... Oh. So he's probably kept track of them. Oh, yeah. They were creating them. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And then, That's of why, course... That's why he says, like, that. Uh, uh, Einstein says, like... That's why us two are the oldest scanners. Yeah. Like, and we're then, the of originals. course, like, obviously, there's like a couple. And we're the most of, powerful. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of places within this radius that are doctor's offices dealing with like pregnant women. So they're obviously the ones that are controlling these scanner babies. Hmm. Um, but this was fun. You know, I completely forgot that this head exploding scene happened within the first 12 minutes of the film. And the rest of the film is some kind of telepathic, Spy. like, espionage film. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a lot of fun. Yeah. I always like Cronenberg films. They're always so shot cleanly. Like all mm. the footage is like, you look at it and it's such high definition that you're like, how is this a 1980s film? Yeah. Like, and then you look, and you're like, yeah, right. That's crazy. Like he's always so clean in his stuff. He always has really interesting scenes. Yep. Like it, even though he was just like, you could tell that every scene was just like, what cool ability could they have now? Like, I don't want to use the old one. You've already used it tonight, uh, head exploding. Yeah. What's the next one? Oh, this one, they can catch people on fire. This one, he can break into computers. And so he's always got really interesting scenes. Like, the body horror thing which he created is really... And he always had really weird music in his films. Like, weird yeah. industrial synthwave soundscapes, which I really like, like, kind of stuff. So It'd be a great album. You got it? I don't have it, but I definitely am going to try and track it down now. Um, it's a good take on the old ESP craze, the, telep- the telepathy. Yeah. Um, just a, you know, a bit different like kind of thing. They still did a bit of moving objects with your mind, but they were more just throwing people around. Mm. Um, I thought it had a good twist at the end that they, they were brothers. I was like, yeah. And it made sense. Like, I feel that I kind of... Right, he had been lied to his whole life and the yeah. doctor was a kind of a bad guy. He didn't mention any of this shit. No, exactly. And I, I feel that because out. I was already complaining about how much like Star Wars this was, I was like, they're going to be brothers or something. He's like, I am your father. And I'm like, oh. 
Damn. No, he's your father. Damn. Um, but yeah, some of this didn't make sense, like the ex- art exhibition, like you know stuff like that. Um, how did they escape contact? They just ran out the front door. <laughs> just had just their, walked out. Someone like... had bought their car there for them. <laughs> like. Um, the, the fight at the end is brutal. I think it's wicked. Like, it is wicked. The veins. And I feel that they could have gone. A little bit more? More. Maybe had like some like breaking limbs or pulling arms off or something. Yeah. Yes. Like. Maybe, maybe they should have pulled it... each other's dicks off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all you want, really. But Cronenberg has that really like. His, his idea of horror is really unique. It's Now yes. it's a thing that is just a thing. But, like, I don't think anyone was... Not many people were doing this kind of, like, body horror. It is all body horror. His whole hmm. thing is body horror. You think of yeah. the fly. You think of everything. Except for society, which beat him in that. <laughs> oh, that beat him in that. Um, so what did you give it? Um, I gave it a C. Same. It's a classic worth a watch. And it really is that. Like, it's the it's almost the epitome of our C uh, rating. Like, yeah. it's a classic worth a watch. It's not like the best film you've ever seen, but it's still wicked. And it's just, you just have to watch it for all those like scanning faces. Yeah. And like, this is a film that, like, while I really enjoyed watching it for this episode, I probably won't watch it again for another couple of years. It won't be that's like, it won't be something that's in my heavy rewatch rotation. Mm. What so. are we going to watch next week? Um, I'm going to, you're going to hate it. I'm going with a 1980s classic film called. Alligator. Alligator? Alligator. Yes. It's going to be great. Is it, it about a person that makes allegations at people? <laughs> it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a giant alligator. Or a crocodile. It's an alligator. They have a long snout, don't they? Are they salt water? I can never remember no, between mean alligators and crocodiles. And like there's that. like a way, there's like a little rhyme that you remember, but what I can never there? remember the rhyme. I don't know. So, yeah, we're going to watch Alligator from 1980. Um, actually, this is high on my need to watch list. And I believe uh, Audio Blood, uh, another podcast you should check out, he did recommend that we check this out like a year or two ago. So yeah. I, I apologize <laughs> that it's taken me this long. Audio it. Blood. We love Audio Blood. It's such a good podcast. Check it out. Heck yeah. Um, is this my bit? I can do it. Go. I can do it. Um, so thanks, guys. Uh, before we sign off, we just want to take a moment to thank our listeners um, who have interacted with us over the past fortnight and in any other way that you can. Uh, people like Patrick Roberts, Adam Gillespie, Nada Chance 44 Living in the Past Pod. Um, so thank you so much. We really appreciate everything you guys do, um, even if it's just a small comment or a like. I we love you. Um, but thank you. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment and a review, and make sure you share with all your friends. Uh, you can interact with us um, on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are 100% three years old by now. Uh, we also have a website, which I'm still so busy that I just don't have time to be creative <laughs> To do at the anything moment. with? But yeah, I I'm, knew that would happen. <sighs> no, I'm setting the goal. It's going to happen. Excellent, excellent. And anyway, until next time, may all your dreams be nightmares.